Hello, and welcome to a memorial episode of <laughs> We Only Look Thin. This is Catherine Weigel. And this is Donald Weigel, who is shocked. Memorial episode. It is memorial. Have you? Do you know what a calendar is? Do you follow the Western calendar? Mm, <laughs> I've heard of the Western calendar. Well, if you go to any drugstore or candy shop, you can find yourself a calendar. And as we turn the calendar page, we find that Memorial Day is coming. And that's... That's the kickoff to oh, big, whew. big weekend. I am so Three relieved. Three-day weekend, people. When you said memorial episode, I thought you were talking about something else entirely. N- no, I'm talking literally about... You see, as a person who follows the Western calendar, mm. it's more like people would... Like, our good listeners understood what I was talking about. You're the only outlier. <laughs> I am not familiar with your human calendar. The outlier. <laughs> Is that like the outlander, except it's a... I'm the outlier? Yeah, I like it. Outli- it makes me sound outlier. dangerous. It does. Um, statistically speaking, uh, statistically speaking, Memorial Day comes every year. Yeah, That's it a does. fun fact. It does. And it kicks off uh, a season of uh, debauchery and food-related uh, potato salads. That, that <laughs> traditional Memorial Day debauchery. <laughs> yeah, of potato salad. So we are going to talk about getaways and three-day weekends and traveling in a car with food and uh, yeah, what and strategies to get you through when you are on a weight loss adventure an adventure and some adventures actually are adventures where you go places like in cars or buses or trains or planes i say adventure because i don't like saying weight loss journey i know i don't like it i know well, so it's a weight loss adventure. So we say Doesn't diet? that sound better? Diet? No, we don't say diet. diet. Especially not with that accent. Diet. Diet. No. So um, let's uh, quit saying diet and uh, talk about some things. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, well, I think we're going to talk about traveling, which we just talked about. So we actually have uh, a three-day weekend coming up, Memorial Day, and we are going to go out of town. And uh, why don't we take the listeners back in the way back? And talk about what we might have done in the past when we would travel either with uh, family in a Winnebago or uh, in a car. In a Winnebago, I all those Winnebago trips we took. What was that, what was that thing took? that your parents had? The they had a they had a like an eighties slash yeah it was oh, like a conversion it was an 80s van conversion van yeah it with was those, uh, like captain's chairs. And yeah, it was, was pretty sweet. I'm sure, like the whole back seat was just full of yeah cheap cheddar cheese chips and. Stuff, yes, as they might be at it, the it certainly flea was, and so we would uh, in the past go out on a trip, and we would stop, and you know we would you know try and plan for the road. We you know let's say we were on a road trip for several hours, we would you know get like breakfast burritos and some chips, and was was this like as a child? Because I'm going to talk about my childhood. This goes way back. Oh, all right, let's start with that first. Instead. Talk about your childhood and your conversion van. Go to the childhood. I I don't remember any what we did on the conversion van so i'm talking about food this is this episode is about food you don't remember i don't remember wow all (laughs) i remember is uh we didn't go on too many trips uh but when i did go on a trip um i remember my poor grandparents on their like 50th wedding anniversary or something they took me to hawaii with them for some reason i don't know why I'm sorry, <laughs> mom, mom, and pop up. But uh, I went to Hawaii with them, and I think the first thing I did was go into the mini fridge, mm. and I learned about almond roca on that trip. Oh, That's yeah. all I remember. You can 
chuck your pineapples out the window because that's I, a lesson that keeps on giving i thought that it was free food <laughs> turns out nothing free is free because my grandparents paid for it it was free to you <laughs> it was free to me um no but i would raid the mini fridge uh i remember and and still into adulthood my favorite thing to do is to um look at the the in-room service menus uh and just sort of fantasize about all of the amazing really expensive foods that i could treat myself to thanks to my mom and papa um but it was all food based like yeah. everything it was like oh that's nice they have a pool okay but what about the almond roca when is that coming back because i ate it all um i do remember it, now that you've triggered a memory i do remember um every time we would go see my grandmother aiken uh she loved long john silvers long john silvers <laughs> what did you I don't know what I just said. Long John Silvers. I apparently have lost the uh, ability to speak. Um, and uh, which is a chain I believe still exists. It was on the East Coast, and it was uh, basically deep fried seafood and chicken fingers, and they sold hush puppies and French fries. And uh, every time we went to visit her, we would get that, and I would destroy some chicken fingers and some anything in a bucket or a basket like yeah family size ha i don't know if that counts what you're talking about i feel like we probably stopped at mcdonald's a lot and probably had you know not healthy snacks in the car i just remember any opportunity to be in a car in a road trip was like you know any home rule which there was not many would just be out the window and i would just load up on as many family size snacks like as though we were suddenly like if we were driving from you know los angeles to orange county uh you know like five days worth of food just to be yeah, safe for sure Why and not then be safe? the unfortunate part was we would eat all five days worth within about a half an oh, hour yeah. of no. pulling out no like wouldn't even get on the freeway and yeah. it would all be gone it would all be gone and then we'd have to stop for more food and i do remember you telling me about a wonderful trip to the happiest place on earth oh my goodness i know exactly where you're going with this yeah all we, uh, you can eat they they used to have this deal at Disney World um, where you could prepay for all of your meals and and by you you mean my your parents. Mean my parents yeah and it was like a package thing where you'd prepay for all your meals and um, it was you know one of the greatest vacations of my whole life even now was was it great because of the family camaraderie and because of uh, the the rides that stuff was fine that was fine what but the was the food good part I, really... I fantasize about it I fantasize about it and I wasn't even there how old were you like 12 I, I, no 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 I was uh, I was about 17 almost uh, you know I was 17 I think um, anyway I uh, my parents had paid for this package thing and so what it was supposed to be was you'd go into a restaurant and you would get you know an entree and an appetizer and a dessert and um a a beverage and the deal was though that like the the wait staff got a tip automatically based on how much food you ordered so they would basically let you order whatever you wanted off the menu um and it was included and so i remember in particular this one meal my sisters and i it was just the three of us you know i was the oldest at 17 went into a seafood place and um at Disney World and racked up something like an almost $300 bill for the three of us. And uh, it was just, 
He gets this far away look in his eye. Like, it's very magical. And I think Disney World might have stopped after that. They call it the wiggling. The wiggling. The wiggling that happened. Yeah, we put an end to that plan. Yeah, the mouse Um, said no more. (laughs) It has been abused. I think the point here is that these habits have carried over into adulthood. And I think that we have a tendency when we go on vacation and go out of town to use it as an excuse to eat whatever we want. And I think that uh, we are going to talk about some strategies to not do that. We are. Can we talk about what we used to do more? Because I sure. love fantasizing about my past self. Uh, well, as Donald was saying, as, as adults, as grown-up people, uh, I think we too, the, the, like he said, those habits carried on. And like when we were first married, um, your parents or we would travel with them, um, they would bring snacks to have in the room, like, you know, like a little crudite situation or like your hot dog warmers or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> no, that's a thing. That's a thing. A hot um, dog steamer. That was a travel a accessory. Sterno. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I am not eating food that is not brought to me on a silver platter in a hotel room. Like the only reason you travel is for really expensive room service. And like the idea of just bringing your own food seemed janky to me and i i was like if if i don't spend $40 on scrambled eggs and bacon like this isn't a real vacation i would say to myself um where's, logic loophole where's the almond roca i'd say um yes where's the uh, is that can we have like a logic loophole alert sound can I get like a sound effects board and yes, yeah. yes, this is an A plus game we are playing here. All right. So for years, decades, uh, it was all about volume in travel, and I know we've talked before about like the habit of traveling for business and then going to go get McDonald's, and uh, you know just like we're traveling like twenty minutes and we're loading the car up with like family size bags of potato chips and soda and you know, just for the hard ride out to Pasadena. And um I felt like it, I deserved it. I felt like it was necessary. Um I know like Donald was saying, you know, if we were traveling for the weekend we would start out with morning burritos. <laughs> um, yes. Like, just in case we got hungry, and we wouldn't even, like, like, oh, well, you know, in case we get hungry, we'll eat them in an hour. And we'd pull out of the parking lot, and suddenly I'd be like, I gotta eat this right now. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like, hold the steering wheel. Um, so we we had a culture around us of food-based activities. Yes, and I imagine that this uh, probably sounds familiar to some of you listening. Yeah. So uh, we had to stop doing that uh, because it got me up to 300 pounds and Donald also up to a very heavy weight. And uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about what to do moving forward. As we talked about, memorially, Memorial Day is coming and we are headed out of town. And in the past, that would have meant all the food immediately before we even pulled onto the freeway. Um, so, uh, there are ways that you can plan your travel, plan your adventures, still enjoy some food, but not all of it at once. Yeah. And, and a lot of this is about doing work ahead of time. And I know it, it sounds terrible to do work for a vacation, but if you, you know, this isn't easy, this, you know, weight loss adventure is not about being lazy. It's about putting in some work and getting results because you put in the work. And uh, I'm sorry to be the one to have to tell you that. 
Well, and the first thing that we might suggest before you even, you, it, it's just a, a glimmer on the horizon. It, it's three weeks away. You could fantasize about morning burritos like you fantasize about night pickles. Yes. Or <laughs> you could, night in, pickles. In, the, in the planning phase of going away, um, you could stay at a hotel without, you know, with nothing but a, a mini bar uh, to keep you company. Or you could stay at a hotel that has a kitchenette. Yeah, a, a, staying at a place with a refrigerator where you can actually do some real grocery shopping. And um, even, you know, there are plenty of places that even have, you know, microwaves and or stoves. And um, you can plan some meals in and plan some snacks in. Things that you know are, are not going to trigger you. Things that you know are within your, your plan. And things that are going to keep you on track. Yeah, actually, a friend of uh, mine went away to Washington, D.C. recently, and they rented uh, a, an Airbnb instead of a hotel. So they actually had a full home that they could go to uh, at the end of the day. And she did that. I didn't even tell you this. She did one of those grocery, grocery delivery services. So when they ah. got to their Airbnb... They had groceries already delivered. They didn't have to plan it out or go wow, anywhere. That is genius. That's bananas. That's like some A plus yeah, situation that, that's right there. PhD so level plan. All the right food there. that you have at home at your Airbnb, what's better than that? Nothing. Nothing is better than that. Um, so that planning ahead, planning a place that has uh, at very minimum uh, a small refrigerator um, or up to a kitchenette or an actual house, like that's easy peasy. And if you're doing a road trip, um, I know we just said, you know, we packed a bunch of food and ate it all before we were halfway uh, down the street, but packing, you know, healthy uh, snacks that you know are on your plan, things that you normally eat when you're rock solid on your uh, weight loss adventure, um, make sure you have a lot of those at hand, especially on a road trip. Hard-boiled eggs, lunch meat, day pickles. Uh, (laughs) um, individual packages of uh, air popped popcorn yeah you know small small individual things that are easy to grab um i you know i'll go with uh like vegetarian uh beef jerky and things like that yeah and we definitely uh we probably when we're pulling up to a hotel probably look like vagabonds because we've got a giant cooler with us but it one, it can, you know, if we're looking at a financial side, it obviously can save some money. But having food around you that you know you feel comfortable with really does make a difference. There's, you know, showing up somewhere and not having anything, uh, you know, no anchor foods that you know you can control yourself around. It can yeah, feel very you, vulnerable. You know, it makes you want to just throw up your hands and, and you know, eat gas station junk food or, um, or you know, grab stuff from the... Uh, from the little store at the hotel. Yeah. And we we really used to go get, you know, giant breakfast burritos and sodas and hash browns, you know, when we would go out on a trip. And, you know, I think Don is really good at pacing himself food-wise, probably much more so than I am. But 
you know, just because you're in a car and you suddenly feel hungry doesn't mean it's true. It It's probably connected to the habit of, you know, when I'm at the airport, I want McDonald's. Like when I'm in a car on a road trip, suddenly, you know, even though I don't usually eat until 10.30 or 11, it's eight in the morning and suddenly my stomach is grumbling. You know, like oh, this urgency of, of wanting to eat something. You don't have to listen. You can just not eat for a little while. Have a cup of coffee, have some iced tea, have a, a, a LaCroix. Have, yes. a, have some water. You don't have to immediately start feeding yourself just because you're going on a road trip. There are probably stops along the way. Why don't you talk about stops along the way? What can you find at the stops along the way? Well, um, you know, there are, luckily, we live in a time where there are lots of um, uh, places that have, you know, small individual, like hard-boiled eggs and uh, and sticks of cheese and... Um, Starbucks has these low-cal, um, sous vide egg bites that are, you know, egg white and, um, and peppers, and they're pretty tasty, and I, I want to say they're only, like, 120 calories each, something like that. Well, and they also have, you know, the pre-packaged portioned meals, sandwiches, or, you know, eggs and cheese and peanut butter, and the great part about it is that they do have the calories listed there. So even if it is 400 calories or so, it's already portioned out. You know what you're getting. Uh, it's easily transportable. It's e- easily throwawayable. My instinct might be, which it generally is, I should get a donut. I should have, you know, a croissant also, and maybe also a scone in case, and a dozen donut holes ex- accidentally and i feel terrible when i start eating sugary carby foods in the morning like, accidental donut holes are playing with, uh, <laughs> night pickles there's nothing accidental about donut holes. <laughs> they are planned but honestly like i my instinct is treat yourself and knowing what i know about me and how i feel as soon as i start eating those really carb heavy breakfast foods like i want more and more and more i actually uh last year went away with my mom for the weekend and we went to a cafe for breakfast um and we we had plans for a very uh fancy dinner that night at breakfast we went to a place that had you know homemade scones and croissants and all this stuff and like i think we got one of everything and my mother uh unlike me, is good at, like, having a bite of something. (laughs) And I want all the food, and I'm like, okay, I've lost 100 pounds. Like, I can have a a scone and also a biscuit and also part of a croissant. And I did that. And by noon, I felt terrible. Like, actually sick to my stomach. And we went to dinner that night, and I could barely eat my really expensive, fancy... French meal because I had made so many poor choices earlier in the day. And I felt foolish. Like, I know better than to eat super heavy carbs in the morning. And part of the the pre-planning process is to try and plan to eat largely the way you do when you're on plan. Um, That's a lot of use of the word plan. Um, The, you know, don't don't just don't start your day eating off things that you know are going to drive you to keep eating them. You know, don't be a Catherine. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to be a me. But I, you know, I felt bad after that trip with my mom because she was like, oh, I, I actually lost weight on this trip. It was amazing. And I was like, I 
felt like I was going to die. And it was all my fault. I made really unhelpful choices. Learning from that, like Dawn said, you know, I am better if I eat protein and vegetables in the daytime and then save my indulgences for the evening. If I start my day on an unhelpful foot, there's, I'm probably not going to come back from it. And which leads us into pre-planning meals. Um, try and uh, scout out the restaurants that might be on the way or at your location and actually look at the menus ahead of time. Figure out places you can go where you can actually stay on track and um, plan for meals that are going to be well within your comfort zone uh, on your adventure. Well, and, and with that... I know when we used to go out to breakfast, I felt like I had to get my money's worth. Like, it comes with hash browns and toast also, so I should get that because it is a good value. And uh, I'm not going to pay $4 for tomato slices. That's robbery. Like, guess what? (laughs) So It's okay to say no to toast and hash browns. Like, it's okay to get, like, the cottage cheese or the tomato slices on the side. Like, it's not about value if you're going to end up, you know, unhealthy because of it. Yeah, so I know for me, you know, making decisions on the spot with restaurants like that, like you're going out for breakfast, just say... I'm not even going to look at the menu. I'm going to get the the eggs and a protein and cottage cheese, and that's it. I'm not going to, you know, see what the Eggs Benedict special is. I'm not going to, you know, also have a milkshake just because we're out. Um, I I had to get I had to get away from that scarcity mentality of like if I don't have these potatoes O'Briens now, I'm never like the trip is ruined and it's not a vacation. Like being on a vacation is is feeling. Uh, a sense of relief from the day-to-day pressures of life. And it feels really good to not feel like you're going to die because you ate 12 different carb, uh, carby treats for breakfast. Uh, but know yourself what works for you. For me, that doesn't work. And I have to know what I'm going to get myself into if I, if I do overindulge. I'm going to feel sick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it, it, that, that's another tip. Like, don't give in to spur-of-the-moment treats. Um, plan some treats. You are on vacation, um, but which is also a logic loophole. Um, plan some treats, but don't also, you know, just give in to spur of the moment treats. Don't, you know, you see it, you see a local ice cream shop, you see a local candy store, you know, make sure that you, you have some indulgences, but, um, plan for them and don't just every, everything you see is not, you know, the most wonderful you can't miss treat. Do it sparingly and, and stay on track and you'll feel better as you do that. Yeah, and for me, I know that um, if I save an indulgence for the evening, I do better. So there, we went away last summer, um, and on Memorial Day, and <laughs> there, there was actually like a special cookie place in the town where we were, and I specifically had some. I brought some back to where we were staying. That was not a good idea. Don't bring it to a second location. Have it, <laughs> have it on the spot. Have one cookie. Know the like, oh, I'm bringing some back for my cousins. Like, no, your cousins are never seeing those cookies. Like, it's not going to happen. So, um, so just have it in the moment, in the space. Don't bring anything back with you. Yeah. And, um, be mindful of, um, of, planning ahead for those sorts of things you know we knew there was a special cookie place and um we knew we were going to do it but then don't double up yeah 
And something that uh, someone in our accountability group brought up the other day was having uh, an opportunity to go to a special burger place. And they got uh, a burger and fries and a milkshake. And uh, by the time she finished the fries and the shake, she was too full for the burger. But she wanted to eat it anyway because she had spent the money and felt like it was a waste of $6 if she didn't eat the burger. And I think that's called the $6 lesson. Yes, for sure. And, you know, I I said it earlier in the podcast, but, you know, it's you have to sometimes let go of value um, and realize the value in stopping yourself from eating something you don't really want. It's priceless. Yes. It's priceless. It's priceless. But there is that, like, well, I paid for it, you know, it would be a waste. And the only... Um, you know, you're going to pay for it two ways. One, you're going to pay for it with extra calories that you didn't need and you're going to feel gross. Or you can leave food behind. I did not learn that until I was 41 years old, that you don't actually have to eat everything on your plate. It's okay to eat. There's something called half a burger. Yeah, it, it was, you know, jammed into my head that I had to eat all the food on my plate or I was, you know, hurting the starving orphans in other countries. Well, but I also loved food. Like, I would be looking at other people's portions for things and I felt like if we were at, you know, a buffet or something like that, like, I was a chump if I wasn't getting all the, the value. Like, who goes to a buffet and has a salad? Like, that's sadness food. You don't actually have to eat it all. Like, no, it's okay you don't. To... And you, you don't have to get your money's worth. Like part of getting your money's worth is not uh, feeling like crud afterwards. Exactly. And there's also, which is something that I had a hard time with, like when McDonald's uh, started coming out with their Happy Meals that had like apple slices. I was like, no one's going for apple slices. Like what? Kind? That's not my America. I'm like, oh. You could have a burger and apple slices. That's a good combination. Like, you don't actually have to have the fries and the burger and the shake. Like, you can get water and have a burger, and it's fine. And, you know, that making a choice, like we were talking about earlier, if you're going on a long road trip and you know you're going to have to stop for gas, you know, five times... If you're used to at every single, you know, it's our family tradition that every time we stop at this gas station, I get, you know, Funyuns and a Twix and, you know, an emergency Snickers and a soda. You know what? If you have five stops to make, tell yourself you're going to hold off until the third stop to get all the treats. Get some healthy snacks the first couple and then save up and wait for a more indulgent one later. We're not saying cut everything out, but think about how many calories you could save by not getting you know, 800, 900 calories worth of snacks at every single rest stop. Yeah, and you have to know your habits and and be able to plan that ahead of time. You know, maybe maybe skip sometimes getting the chips. Sometimes. And we even, we went away a while ago and found out that Subway had... uh, a delicious and hearty soup. Yeah, it was a broccoli delicious cheese soup. soup that was actually pretty tasty. Uh, I mean, you know, we're not talking gourmet here, but it was pretty tasty and was uh, really reasonable in calories. And there's nothing easier to eat in a car than soup. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Especially well, in bumper-to-bumper traffic or soup jerky. You could, you could drink. It was, yeah, it was very hearty. But, you know, finding low-calorie options, I, I felt like I was being... I don't know even what the word is. I felt like I was not living up to my potential if I didn't get as much food as I could with extra double, make it a large, whatever. Like, And I would end up regretting it. And it got me up to 300 pounds. Yeah, you don't have to supersize stuff. No. Uh, 
And let's see. So we're talking about in the car. When you get to the place, like I said, finding a grocery store, bringing some snacks in, bringing some foods with you that you are comfortable with having at home, your carrots, your pickles, uh, your fruits. Yeah, and, and keeping things that are handy and easy to eat, um, not putting barriers in your way of eating healthy things. Well, and I too, I used to do this. I, I And I know some other people do it, go like, oh, well, I'm going on a trip and I don't know what they're going to have because food is a mystery. So I'm going to bring like four boxes of protein bars. We actually went to Italy uh, six years ago and I brought like half of a suitcase was all protein bars. And I guess what? I I ate food and I also ate the protein bars. So I was not saving <laughs> yeah. myself any calories. So if you're, I mean, sure, if you're going to someone's house overnight and you need like a little bit of extra cushioning to make sure that you have a food that you can eat, um, if if your host's uh, food is not pal- palatable, bringing a couple protein bars is fine. But I also know that I will just sit in my room and eat two or three protein bars uh, in secret. And if have, I have them, <laughs> they have the internet now, and you can the internet. Yeah, you can research what restaurants there are and what AOL. Yeah, what <laughs> and what uh, food options are available. So, so it's not a surprise when you get there. Yeah, and you know, another idea. You know, I've been if I'm going away for two days, I can pretty much be assured of having a decent time. Even if I do overindulge, it's two days. I'm back on track on Monday. It's not a big deal. Um, but longer trips also are harder. The longer you're out somewhere, the longer you're away from your normal routine, the more likely it is that you're going to indulge more than you would. And what works for me is to not start early in the trip, is to try and save for the end. Like know that you're going to have a a meal that you're really looking forward to at the end of the trip and not start off with the, uh, the you know, buffet, golden corral style breakfast no on buffet. the first day. Well, and it's, too, with that, like, if you know you're going to be, you know, I, I know some people who have gone to, like, all-inclusive resorts for a week or uh, on cruises where everything is inclusive, like Disney used to do before the waggling occurred. Yes. Uh, but... It's that, like, there's food everywhere, and you can get it whenever you want, and you're expected to indulge, you're expected to drink, you're expected to eat. There's a, you know, never-ending chocolate fondue fountain as one of the pools on the promenade deck. Um, <laughs> I heard of the promenade deck on the love boat. Yeah. Captain Stubing says stay yes. away <laughs> from the never-ending fountain of fondue because, um, let's see, Julie... Uh, sneezed in the fondue, probably. And your bartender Isaac, Isaac, was that was too his busy name. making finger guns at it, yeah, or something. But there is that, like, you know, when in Rome, I'm there for a week. What's the big deal going to be? Like, I haven't been in a situation where I've gone somewhere for a week and had to make the choice. But I, I actually like the idea of, aside from bringing your own healthier snacks, I like the idea of really staying on plan for the first four days and just eating the foods that you're interested in. And then on the last day, have a full splurge, have a, you know, a big carby breakfast, uh, have, you know, uh, never ending mimosas, whatever. If you save it for the last day, then you will have had, you know, four or five days, um, 
four or five days on track and then you save up for like one big fireworks explosion of food at the very end. Um, you know, I still love food and I could eat all of it, but I also know that it makes me feel really sick when I eat like I used to eat and yeah. it used to be normal and now it's abnormal, but it, uh, the old habits do come in pretty quickly. So, um, to kind of sum up here, the, some of the tricks for road trips going on vacation, uh, pack some snacks ahead of time, uh, do your research, find some meals that you know uh, will be all right. Have it all, but don't have it all at once. Yes. You don't need it. Don't, and don't throw it all away because you've had one meal that you didn't plan or one treat that you didn't plan. Like, get right back in the zone and don't D just tell yourself the whole rest of the trip that you're going to do what you want. And don't bring back the, you know, exclusive 90-pound bar of Hershey's chocolate from Hershey, Pennsylvania. Keep yeah. it there. Keep it with the fine people of Hershey. The the five-pound the five tub of uh, the various types of popcorn, that doesn't need to come home. No, you don't need five. That's, what are we, the rock of um, <laughs> someone also suggested having, when you get home, have your home set up for success when you get back. Mm. Make sure that it the, the fridge isn't empty upon your return. Have some healthy things on hand for your return to make it easy to get back into your routines. That's because, a great idea. Because uh, actually Heather from Half Size May mentioned that. The like, make sure your house is clean. Make sure you've got maybe even groceries being delivered that day. Have some hard-boiled eggs on hand. Have a frozen meal or two in place that you can put in. Because it's that residual. It's like one day doesn't matter. What happens when you get back is also a huge deal, which maybe can be uh, the backening, the coming the, backening. The backening, the returning. <laughs> the returning. <laughs> we love innings, don't yes, we? Yes, we sure do. Um, so, you know, plan ahead. Be resourceful. You you know, people say, you know, oh, I, I don't know what they're going to serve. It's probably going to be food on a plate. Like, <laughs> when in doubt, eat half of it and throw the rest away. Like, yeah. Like, that's pretty simple. So make solutions for yourself. Tell people that you're with what your intentions are. You don't have to give in to peer pressure, you know, or, or an implied like, well, I'm going to offend my host if I don't eat, you know, this bucket of cheese curds. Yeah, it's okay to say what you want and stick to what you want. We'll tell you what we want, what we really want. <laughs> That's right, Spice Girls. That's right, yes. Travel it's a, with your own spices. A timely Spice Girls reference. It is. So uh, come up with solutions. Have a memorable Memorial Day, not a regretful Memorial Day weekend. Let us know what you do to plan for yeah, your Yeah, I would love to hear some suggestions from you out there. What do you do when you travel? What, what tips can you give to try and stay uh, within a plan? Do you travel with your own hot dog cooker in your hotel room? <laughs> Tell us about it. What brand do you use? Has it caused any small fires? Does it have a bun warmer? <laughs> oh, man, buns are so good. Yeah. So, anyway, so, uh, so have a wonderful weekend. Be prepared. Prepare yourself. Have a great time. Don't be a fool like I was and make yourself sick on the first day. Hey, and if you're way. going on a road trip, you can listen to this podcast. You can. You can like we power listen to all of them all over again. We should have started that at the beginning. We should have said that at the beginning. The trip. No, but yeah. it should be before the trip. You've got like a week before Memorial Day. Make it happen. Make it work. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. I like it. Make it work. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. Thank you all for listening. And uh, if you could please uh, rate us on iTunes, that really helps us a lot. Um, and uh, send us your feedback on our Facebook page. Um, you could follow us on Twitter at We Only Look Thin. 
on Instagram at We Only Look Thin. We on, Only Look Thin. On Facebook. And thank you so much for listening. We love doing this podcast. It really helps us stay present in our choices uh, because it is so easy to fall back into the habits that we spent 40 years crafting. It sure is. And uh, just because we've lost a bunch of weight doesn't mean we're fixed. But it does mean that we are an, an inspiration. Asian, Asian. The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program.